Uh, hello everyone and welcome back to another week of uh, Steroids Are Good. We're joining you on a uh, Wednesday or maybe Thursday when you're listening to it this week. Um, you know, a little delayed. Life got in the way. You know, that's how things go. We have full-time jobs and all that. So, uh, how's your week been going for you so far, Dex? Well, yeah, it's been going really, really well. I really enjoyed the... Um you know the bubble games i really 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 enjoyed dallas versus portland um i'm really going to enjoy these friday games for like seating for like eight through nine for the playing games um it's been so crazy and there's you know a lot of things that happened you know you know big ups you know i really wasn't feeling joe biden but i love that he fit he picked his vps uh kamala harris and so you know that you know really behind that you know um just you know a crazy week what, what what about you uh yeah i'm not feeling kamala harris as much to be honest but yeah i mean yeah that's that i guess and then um and then yeah i thought yeah all right you know pretty good week for me you know work has been good and all that but you know definitely not having the same type of week that like dame or you know devin booker are having so you know kind of wanted to start <laughs> yeah. out there with those guys i guess you know kind of the co-mvps of the bubble you know dame the bubble mvps yeah yeah co- that would, dame is just completely balling out of his mind and you know devin's led his team to having like the best record in the bubble right now so far they're completely undefeated so yeah like you said yeah. it's gonna be really interesting with uh four teams there in the in the uh play in the uh race for that eighth and ninth spot to be in the play-in for the playoffs and yeah the playoff the play-in is going to be pretty crazy too that's happening this weekend too so yeah should be really crazy fun, man. so uh what i was basically going to talk to you about is like i kind of like you know with a lot of teams that win you know they'll have a lot of fake they'll basically say fake things like no one believed in us or anything like that right like um you know the warriors i think at some point said that i think the patriots have said no one believed in us a bunch of times when literally people are the joke that people always make is that nothing matters that the patriots are always going to win no matter what right so yeah i don't know i've never really bought the no one believes in us thing but yeah for dame i've kind of like you know i that that is kind of like something that can be bought because you know a lot of people are clowning on him for missing those free throws in the uh what do you call in that game against the clippers like pat bev and pg were kind of coming out him on like not even just comments on like instagram like stupid shit like that like skip was coming for him and eventually he made skip his words and all that stuff so kind of do you think that like um you know that chip on his shoulder or whatever is giving him kind of that extra motivation to kind of like do like really well in like the future or kind of like you know kind of like build himself up in that way do you think that that's part of the reason why he's playing so well yeah i mean of course like honestly um after skip you know exposed skip bayless exposed their phone conversation they had a a couple months ago and um all the heat that he was getting and you know he's been he's been playing crazy you know the whole uh season it's just that he didn't have the 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 support around him like as he should i feel like um but with the bubble and you may discuss this a couple like episodes ago the bubble is a different playground than the normal nba season um, it's more like a drew league it's more kind of like you it's not about the fans pumping you up it's more about you being that dog you know what i'm saying and that's why i told you a lot of the young teams is going to like do really well i told you i said the young teams might do better because it takes away that home and away vibe to where they're more in the aau setting to where they to where they sell in because they're more closer to AAU than these older players and you know yeah I think you're really seeing that like a weird version of that effect with the Sixers exactly they're, they exactly. are a really they're like an awesome home team and they're also like a young team but because there isn't like a home court advantage they look like completely lost right now in these exactly games, you know? exactly you know, and the injuries probably have something to do with that too but yeah even with all their guys healthy they look like kind of lost pretty much you know Ben Simmons wasn't playing that well and all that stuff so yeah I can definitely see where you're coming from with that, but like, the Suns have been crazy. And yeah, they're young. Yeah, for sure. The Suns have been crazy and they're young. And so, but what I feel about Dame, Dame, you know, Damian Lillard, like, I mean, he's always been, I mean, we can't sleep that they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they got beat by, you know, Golden State, you know, handily. You know, it was like the 
the best shooting backcourt against the, you know, arguably the second best shooting backcourt. And, you know, they were in those games. And, you know, I'm never going to sleep on Dame. He's, you know, if Dame doesn't win a championship, he'll remind me of like a Charles Barkley or a Patrick Ewing. Like, you know, he was there. He didn't have the supporting cast. And I feel like Dame, like, I mean, I honestly feel like Skip really made him mad. I, I really do. I, I put that on for our Twitter. Like, hey, Skip, I te- I uh, messaged that Skip. Like, hey, you woke Dame up. You know, I don't care about what the Clippers said. I It's more what Skip has said and exposed them. I feel like Dame was not going to, I mean, if you watch that game, he was not going to allow Portland to lose. He willed that game pretty much all by himself. 22 fourth quarter points. That's ridiculous. And, um, I mean, he's ready. I mean, he said it. I mean, I've seen his post-game interviews. I've seen a couple of his uh, quotes from other interviews inside the locker room. He has said, he said, look, I told them I did not want to come to this bubble unless we're going to have the opportunity to have a chance in the playoffs. And he has not let nobody down. Him and Devin Booker are the co-MVPs for the bubble. I mean, there's no arguing there. I don't think nobody will argue. I mean, we argue a lot. There's no arguing with that. Uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, for sure, man. So um, I guess kind of something that's funny to me is like a bunch of Will Chamberlain's or Chamberlain's records have been like either approached or broken this year. And it's been like kind of weird because, you know, I ranked him like second, I think, in my all-time rankings and you were climbing me a little bit for that. But yeah, he still holds a bunch of like these records. Like he held the field goal record and a person percentage record and Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks I think beat him from that this year um Giannis beat him for the all-time PER rating this year and now he had the most 60 point games in the season which was three this year and now Dame like tied him for that too and who knows yeah. the way he's playing maybe Dame like even maybe Dame <laughs> pulls out another 60 pointer on exactly the, uh, on yeah. the Nets and the next game and beats his record there too so yeah I thought that was kind of funny so yeah yeah I definitely uh you know I brought it up so obviously yeah, I agree that uh, da- uh that Dame and Devin have been like the co-MVPs of the bubble so what did you think of like the comments from Draymond that uh you know he wants to get uh Devin out of uh, Phoenix or whatever right I mean he was actually fine for those because that's considered tampering or whatever he is an active player so what did you think of those comments there do you think that there's anything to that because I don't think that Devin would have like re-upped with them for like five years or whatever he did if he was like kind of like try to leave sometime soon there right and they seem like they actually have like a team and like a coach around him and all that stuff and James Jones is the GM there and you know he's made some good moves he had a Ricky Rubio and all that stuff so yeah they've made i think they've built a pretty good team around him do you think that there's like uh right now with like the success that they're having do you think there's there's any real chance to that of him wanting to leave or anything like that right now no 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 i don't feel like honestly i don't feel like with devin booker there's actually a good reason to leave i feel like their gm even though they made a lot of mistakes back in the past and you know that's part of steve kerr's mistakes but um I really feel like these this Phoenix Suns organization. Steve Kerr wasn't the GM there for like years, man. I'm not gonna let that shot go. It's my guy, <laughs> Steve Kerr. Like the guys who were there in Phoenix were like uh, that was like way that was like way after Steve Kerr was there when they were successful. Man. Like the guys that have made the mistakes there were like way after Steve Kerr. It was like Ryan McDonough. That was the guy who was like, did you read that story on ESPN? Yeah, I did. With the, I did. About the goat and that was like shitting in his office and stuff like that. They brought live yeah. goat and it like sh- shat in his office. So yeah, uh, let's not blame my guy. Steve Kerr for that stuff because that was okay. I'm not gonna pick on him. I know he caught me on that one, but honestly, honestly, truthfully, I feel like Devin, I feel like Devin is not a, a transcendent generational player, but I feel like he's a guy that could carry your team. You know, even though he plays point guard, he's a big point guard. He's a big point guard. I mean, he's left handed, he finishes with the left, he finishes with the right. I mean, he could score he could move he could do a lot of things he he, i mean if they have the right team around him he could do it i mean he's proven and so you know what i kind of think of him as i kind of think of him as like the halfway point between steph and clay right where he has like the shooting ability obviously and he has the size and he's not as good of a playmaker as steph i would say but he's kind of in between those guys i would say he's kind of like he kind of has like he's kind of like the compromise between those guys he's kind of like where they meet in the middle basically right he's not as good i would say as like their best skills as either one of them but he's kind of like in the middle of those two guys probably yeah yeah yeah, and i agree with you and i mean who would not want a a hybrid kind of like like watered down version of stephen clay thompson 
Like, who wouldn't want that? You know, a defensive guy. He, he'll probably get more defensive orientated, you know, the more. I mean, we can't sleep that he's, he, yeah, he's he, like, really young. Yeah, he puts up an effort, you know. He's not a guy like, he's not like Andrew Wiggins or something like that who's, like, lazing around on defense. He puts yes. up an effort, and, you know, now that he has, like, other players to carry the load for him on offense and stuff like that, too, I'm sure that he'll get better on that end, too. Like, yeah, like you're saying, he's only, like, 24 or something like that. So, yeah, yeah he still has a yeah. lot of time to get better, man. Yeah, he. I mean, he could do it in Phoenix. I feel like he can with the right players, with the right, you know, backing behind him. I've, you know, I'm always about, you know, where you get drafted and they're really about you. You know, do it, do it the right way. You know, um, I mean, I think in and with the NBA society, we're always wanting instant results out of the players that we have a high expectations for when they come out of college, when they come out of, you know, back then high school. But, you know, there's very, very few players that just meet their expectations. I mean, there's I mean, you have Moses Malone, you had uh, Kevin Garnett, you have LeBron, you had Kobe. I think you I mean, CP3, I think CP3 played a year in college. You know, he, he had a couple uh, years in college there. He, he did okay well mellow mellow was a true freshman yeah mellow he, was a and, freshman yeah 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 he, he was a true freshman we have so many high expectations but you know but for these players i mean other than you know like magic other than like you know, i guess kobe you know, I, I i think that uh-huh go ahead sorry you know who's kind of a weird version of like a almost like a i, I don't know if you would call him a bust or whatever because now he he has played even though he's not really on good teams like uh jaleel okafor is a guy who was like really highly ranked coming out of high school and he went to duke and immediately won a championship there right as a freshman he was picked like number two in the draft and now he's like i don't think he's ever played for like a good team pretty much in his career yeah, no. you know he still gets like minutes for that and stuff so yeah he's kind of like the weird like bust version of that i guess of like a mellow type of thing because mellow had a similar thing you know like this really highly ranked high school guy who won a championship immediately in as yeah. his freshman year but you know he came into the league and was acting like a good player in the league and stuff like that so yeah yeah uh, yeah and I, and I and i agree with you about that like where uh, there's apb for julia okafor uh, but um, <laughs> but honestly I, I i feel like we want these like we have these high because we see the potential but even i mean it, i mean okay so cole took three years but Shaq was there right and Shaq had been in the league for at least eight years right Jordan took seven I think LeBron took about like eight to nine years you know give or take to actually win a championship I think LeBron went into a championship four years after he got drafted but it took him about I think it was like seven to eight years right and then you know Steph it took about four to five years you know there you know our play these players have to grow you know you you want to see them grow up it took like everybody and you know I'm not going to go against you know the GOAT but he, it did take him seven years like he was, I mean, we all knew he was the, and, and, and I think it was uh, Jonathan or Barry or one of our like hardcore fans that asked me the difference between the greatest and the best. Like you knew Jordan was the best player on the floor, but Larry was greater. Larry Legend was greater at that point when Jordan put up 63 in Boston, you know what I'm saying? And they lost. Jordan was the better, the best player, the better player, but Larry was the greater player at that point. So, you know, it takes time. I, I think these kids just have so many high expectations. Like, you just automatically think they're going to just boom, boom, boom. And um, it takes time for them to mature. And um, Devin is maturing very, very right. I think uh, uh, Aiden, what's the boy's DeAndre name? DeAndre The center yeah. that plays from, uh, I forget. DeAndre was DeAndre Aiden was is really good. I think they're surrounding him with an awesome cast. He shouldn't. I, I think they. I think Phoenix could get a championship within the next like seven to like six years. Like honestly, if if he keeps on projecting, uh, projecting the way that I think he's going to go, I think he could do it. You know, he needs a he he needs a um uh a second wing player to sit there and solidify him on the defensive side and be able to like create when he's on the bench but deandre Aiden is michael is bridges really has been stepping up for this this year man michael uh, i think i don't know whether it's michael or i think it's mikhail is how you pronounce it but yeah, yeah mikhail bridges has been like really stepping up for this really good year, man. he's like all over the place on defense man he has like these insanely long arms if you look at it he's he just does. like a really he's good nice. like wing defender so yeah i mean and they do have like sneakily they kind of have like a couple of assets there that if they wanted to make like a trade for they someone can. yeah i don't no. know they probably could make a trade or something yeah. too you know if they bundle like kelly Oubre, dario saric and like you know maybe mikhail bridges even in like a pick or something you could probably get something nice out of that yeah you so, would you I would don't know. nice nice phoenix suns is on the rise i could tell you that 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, obviously, if they had taken Luca over DeAndre Ayton, you know, they, <laughs> they would be on a completely different trajectory at this point. And oh, they might even, goodness. like, yeah. be, like, slightly contending for, like, even, you know, like, maybe even, like, challenging, like, uh, the Nuggets or something. I, would, I, I don't think they'd be on, like, the Lakers or Clippers level, but they would definitely be in that, like, you know, a higher range hey, than, like, you, what they are Hey, right now, you know I love sure. me some Luca. You, hey, I love me some Luca. So if you had Devin Booker and Luca, oh, my God. I think they would be challenged. They'd be contending. Like, I think they would. I love me some Luca and Devin Booker. I mean, he's he's legit. I mean, he's legit. And Luca, I don't know if you watched it. I mean, he was going toe for toe with uh, Damian. And Luca, I know he kind of like shot. I think Prosingas uh, Pro, uh, uh, did. I had a higher, like, point game but uh Luca was playing amazing I mean if he develops a three-point shot it's over it's over like a consistent one it's over yeah yeah for sure man I mean he's basically like that's the only really thing missing from him being like a basically complete offensive player once he has that I think it's there's over. pretty much there's going to be no stopping him yeah three-point for sure so you know kind of the guy that Luca was playing against yesterday and kind of deed him up which apparently people were really hyping up because I doing now is mellow which apparently i guess people were clowning on us decks for saying that mellow was washed or whatever right yeah so we, we got to eat eat crow. Okay, mellow yeah. is averaging 15 <laughs> points a game or something like that this season right? i don't know whether it's the season or it's in the bubble or whatever mellow is not doing anything special mellow is like an average nba player at this point he's not uh, anything returning to mellow i'm tired of like the stupid ass nicknames of every time he does something different it's skinny mellow it's hoodie mellow it's olympics mellow i'm tired of all that shit he is an average player right now and that's good you know i mean he definitely <laughs> deserves to be in the league he definitely deserves to have a spot in the league right what but, you know, what, the thing with the Rockets went poorly, and it wasn't like he didn't deserve to have a job or anything like that. But, you know, I'm just saying, let's not take it too far and push it to a level where we're overrating him again. So, yeah, you know, good for Melo, but let's not push it too far. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For all my homies at the barbershop, all of our fans that I don't know, he still don't get a farewell tour. He's not going to get a farewell tour, you guys. He doesn't deserve it. For his for his projection and what he actually accomplished, he doesn't get it. I'm sorry. I don't care. Yeah, he could be skinny right now. He still sucks on defense, like point blank, period. And then the thing about it is, I mean, he he made bad decisions, like, you know, me being a hardcore like Laker fan in the mid two thousands and just just certain things like he made bad decisions just all around. Yeah, like he, I know he, he wanted to go to New York and raise that. Sign for the Knicks, right? And they would have like been able to keep basically a lot of their young players. Yeah. They probably would have had to trade a few to make like cap exactly. But yeah, they had to make giant this like huge trade that basically robbed them of all their depth, right? And then you know they got uh, you know the Knicks got one good season out of it where they where they won like fifty something games and you know got and I, I don't know. How how far they got into the playoffs that would yeah I don't, they got beat like by second miami. round i think they got beat by miami you know maybe with that extra depth they beat them you know maybe they don't have to sign all those old players and like tyson chandler and jason kidd and stuff like that and they would have been more consistent successfully successful or something like that so yeah i don't know man i just don't buy i just don't really buy that mellow deserves a farewell tour either and yeah people hate and yeah yeah no, 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 not at all. I feel like with Melo, I felt like if he had, um, I wish he kind of went to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Because he, you know. You know, if he had gone to Chicago back when, like, I think they still had Jimmy Butler. That would be had, crazy. Like, healthy, healthy, uh, what do you call Joakim Noah and stuff like crazy. that. That team would have been like that team would have been a really good yeah. team, I think. But yeah, that, uh, like they ended up having to sign like pretty much like a wash Dwayne Wade and like a wash his Thomas decisions. Hunter, right? Yeah, and they didn't really it, go. Yeah, they didn't really go anywhere that far. Like the the uh, Bulls didn't really go anywhere that far either. But like yeah, if Melo had been on that team back when he was like actually like you know an All Star level player, then I think that they might have been able to do something. But yeah, he basically chose to stay with the Knicks and chose more money. Yeah, than, like, oh, oh, yeah, over, team, yeah, so. and so that's why. The only the best decision that Carmelo Anthony ever made, and everybody knows this, was dealing with Lala. Okay, <laughs> I should have put it out there, but yeah, oh yeah, Carmelo man, nah, you ain't getting no farewell tour, homie. Like you ain't do nothing. That's just what it is. I'm sorry, you was a cool player. I mean, I kind of think that he's going to get it just he because better not. it just seems like the type of thing that the Knicks would do. I mean, he's. Go I feel like he's going nah, to get bro. it just because there there actually have been rumors out there that the Knicks are interested in bringing him back, which. I don't know, man. Unless it's for like 
That's ridiculous. I, don't know. I feel like, you know, I'd rather just have them develop the young guys and give priority to, like, the young players on the team, R.J. Barrett, Barrett and Mitchell Robinson and whoever they draft and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like if Melo comes there, Melo's going to be the priority and Melo's going to want to play, like, 30 minutes a game and all that stuff. And no. I don't know. That's just not the He literally, he literally had, like, yeah. pretty much the 2015-2016 uh, or 2016-2017 Cavs team on his team younger with more bounce and couldn't do nothing. Like, nah, he don't get none of that. He had J.R. Smith. He had Iman Shepard. Come on, Danilo Gallinari. Like, I'm not finna go there with y'all. Y'all know, no. Melo, no, he doesn't no, get he never. He never actually had Danilo. Then Danilo was traded. Oh, for him, so yeah, 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 yeah you're right. You're right. But he yeah. did. He, he yeah, had J.R. Like- and Iman Shepard, though. Yeah, yeah, he did have Jr. and Montrumber. Yeah, he had some good I'm players there, but yeah, yeah ultimately no. that team didn't really accomplish Nothing. much. So, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. As a Knicks fan and stuff like that too, I just kind of just don't want to fail. I mean, if he signs with the Nuggets or something like that, they want to give him a farewell tour. Sure, go ahead. You know, Denver signed him, give him a farewell tour, play him thirty-five minutes a game, piss off Michael Porter or whatever. <laughs> I don't really care yeah, about right. that, right? But yeah, I just don't want the Knicks to do it, kind of. So yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we can talk about Michael Porter too, since he's been balling out too. He has, like, a bunch of, like, 20 and 30-point games. Like, what do you think? Do you think that this is, like, something that he can sustain outside of, like, this bubble type of environment? Or do you think that it's, like, you know, going to be harder for him once we get back into, like, regular type of games? The thing again? about the bubble, um, like I said, and I, you and me discussed, I, I keep saying it because I want our fans to check out our older episodes. Uh, but, yeah, um, definitely, we had talked about it. The bubble is pretty much a Drew League. And so a lot of young players with a lot of skills are going to like show, step out and show out. That's just what it is. That's just strictly what it is. And this man is no exception to that, to, to my theory. I feel like not, I mean, if they get to a regular NBA season, I feel like it'd be two years out before you really start stepping up because the crowd does make a big difference. The crowd makes it to where, you know, players feel a certain way. You got to be able to go against those boos. You and me both know. It's, superstars don't do well. I mean, superstars do well, of course, in home court. But the reason why they're superstars because they could perform on under the pressure when people are booing them, you know? And so I feel like he's about two to three years out from really legit becoming like a for real perennial all-star. But, hey, he's really good. I really – like, he's like – Kevin Durant and like not as tall and not you know he's like a myth a lot of these players now are like little like middle middle like protégés of like two really good players you know what I'm saying I, and, and and that's what I feel with him and so but he's really really good I really like his play I really like his tenacity I really like his ambition to wanting to grab rebounds wanting to make a play you know he's really good um, how do you feel about him yeah, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, man. Like, yeah, he was like, you know, he's always been like a great scorer and he was like a great prospect. But yeah, the thing with him has been like his injury history pretty much. That's why he like fell in the draft. And yeah, he's always been considered like a really good player. It's just the question with him was been, can he stay healthy and stuff like that? So yeah, that's I think my main question. You know, when you're outside of the bubble and you have to like travel to games and stuff like that, you have a lot of outside distractions potentially. I don't know. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Yeah, that's my main concern with him right now, I guess. So yeah, that's pretty much what I think. I think that if he can stay healthy and, you know, and then, yeah, like you said, I think that he's going to be, like, pretty much like a multi-time all-star yeah. type of guy because, yeah, he's just, like, he just knows how to flat-out score. And, you know, if his defensive instincts pick up and stuff like that, too, he can almost be, like, a almost be like a number two guy on a championship team level of player, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I think that he has to, like, stay healthy and improve his defense and stuff like that for sure for that to happen. But, yeah, for sure, man, I think that that can be possible for how do you feel about Deion sanders leaving the nfl network did he do that i haven't like i don't really (laughs) watch the nfl network that much to be honest i I hit him with a random question you guys but yeah that's true yeah he did leave the nfl network I mean, I, is he, like, leaving for another job or something like that? Did he go somewhere else? Actually, or? I really don't know. I felt like um, Dion was, like, criticizing players and, you know. Uh, no, what the biggest thing was is that he was criticizing players about, you know, participating during the COVID. And him and uh, the NFL Network came to, like, some kind of disagreement. They didn't fire him, but he did leave. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about, you know, these journalists and these players, like, okay, and they're disregarding the COVID. Like, you're going to get it anyway because they have the money to like actually and the resources to actually you know 
make have them recover at a rate to where it's not detrimental to their lungs or to a certain extent how do you feel about that like how these players and journalists are just like okay forget it you know you get COVID, you get COVID, and they're just like totally like away from reality for like normal individuals how do you feel about that um yeah man i mean i just don't <laughs> think that it's like a good idea to like do all that because yeah i mean like you have like a real it's i don't know man like you're obviously like you know obviously athletes are like strong and all that stuff but yeah i think disregarding it or playing it down playing down the potential of like getting sick or what happens to you if you get sick is like i think really foolish because ultimately like as athletes you have like to put a lot of like pressure on your body and use your lungs a lot and stuff like that all that stuff so yeah i mean all the stuff that covid can do i think pushing i think like playing that down is i think really like not the smart thing to do and so was dion basically saying that like the players shouldn't play right now at this time or was he just saying they should play and it doesn't matter whether covid happens or not he was talking about they should play definitely oh he was saying they should yeah play. yeah i mean i don't know i feel like that's not a fireable statement or something like that right i feel like you should be allowed to express your feelings or whatever i don't know i feel like people say stupid stuff i feel like people have said stupider stuff kendrick Perkins still has a job so i don't know why Deion sanders needs to get fired but yeah man i don't know people will get you know there's there's always going to be some sort of limit to acceptable like thought or behavior or something like that whatever circle you choose to run in so yeah it's unfortunate but yeah i don't know why you would fire him for that i guess i don't know maybe he wanted more money it's probably that he there was like some sort of like contract dispute or something like that and this they're saying that this is why they're firing him but yeah i don't know man i don't think he should have been fired for that if that was the reason yeah yeah i just hope dion a good better like a good just you know career like i don't know i just feel like i don't know some i feel like some's behind the scenes that i just you know i just don't know about it and um it's just i don't know it's, it's rubbing me the wrong way but segue into like things rubbing me the wrong way how do you feel about skip you know i know we talked about it earlier in the podcast you know this podcast but how do you feel about skip just 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 disregarding Damian Lillard like how do you feel about that like I I want to know like does it disturb you do you feel like it's like sour grace because uh Dame Tom told him how he felt about him like because he's I mean he literally just like overgraced his 61 points he I mean Damian Lillard went 18 for 18 with free throws you know what I'm saying and he did like an amazing game. even though it was a bounce shot I mean Skip was like oh this is a you know a lucky shot which was lucky but still he still made it it's not like he wasn't making other shots and willing his team to win do you think with Skip, but do you think Skip is getting old? <laughs> Basically, is this sour grapes or like what's going on here? I think that Skip is just like skip is a troll right skip's job is to be a troll basically right he doesn't i don't think that he actually believes in anything that he ever says like skip says like stupid shit about lebron all the time it's right? true. i don't think has lebron ever addressed anything that skip has ever said about him i don't think no. so right because i think that maybe lebron has just kind of gotten used to like being criticized all the time and stuff like that just because he has been famous pretty much since he was like 16 right so yeah i think lebron's been pretty used to like getting criticism from people like that all the time but yeah man i think that if you're Davey and you know what this guy's a troll this guy's job is statistically just to be a troll and to you know provoke people and say it and to say stupid things that get people mad and all that stuff so yeah i think if i was damien i would personally ignore it but yeah i mean i i don't have that like laser intensity and focus of like a professional athlete i'm not at that level at all so yeah i don't know man i guess you can use whatever you want to motivate you but i personally just think that he's a troll and that what he says doesn't really matter because i don't think that his actual he's not actually sharing his opinions or what he thinks or any sort of serious opinion on tv what do you think about it yeah i think that skip you know me and him agree on about 75 percent of his like things or probably like 65 to be honest with you 60 i mean probably. yeah before we had this podcast like a few, i don't know how you feel i don't know whether it's still this way now but yeah before we had a podcast we'd be like arguing about stuff and you would bring up a lot of similar points to skip and i would be like you sound I a would. lot like skip right now and you'd, like, you'd, be like, yeah, skip's my, you'd be like yeah skip's my guy so yeah man i mean if you're down to 75 percent, then that means i don't know something must have changed then for the past few years well, <laughs> well yeah and yeah and this is honestly getting the truth i feel like he's getting older i feel like he went from like an actual like I went I felt like he went I felt like he was never really super objective with Michael Jordan 
But with every other player, I feel like he's really objective to the point to where, you know, he'll be like, okay, I understand, I understand, I understand. I feel like he kind of went over that hill to where he's like, I think he's playing to his emotions a lot. Like, I think Shannon Sharp said it um, when he bust Skip out the other day ago about Damian Lillard. He's like, well, you know, with Damian distance, then he Skip was talking about, well, uh, well Michael, uh, with Michael Jordan, he was like, well, Michael Jordan wasn't winning until after seven years. I mean, he had 63. 63 was in a loss. Damian, Dame Tom just did 61 in a win. So what's the difference? And he's like, well, we all knew. I mean, you all, I mean, I wasn't alive at the time. You wasn't alive at the time, but I'm like a sports buff. I mean, you could tell that Mike was a, a totally different like creature than everybody else, but you didn't give him the title of being the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like I feel like with Skip, he's like starting to get older. I feel like he's starting to get set in his ways. Some stuff I still agree with, but I don't know. It's just it's just some things about him. Like I feel like he's really hating on Damian. I, I really do. Like rather, uh, you know, D. I'm just happy and Damian didn't get hurt. To be honest with you, I mean, Portland doesn't really have a good track record for their stars not getting, you know, fatally, you know, chronically injured for the rest of their career, and they have to buy them out their contracts. I mean, he's put Portland on the map to where they're actually a respectable team, and for him to be putting up, you know, like you said. Three, it was three, right? Three 60-point games, tying Bill Chamberlain and putting up these 50-point games. I think it was – I think Kobe has like 11. Then it goes Mike and then goes like somebody else and then Kobe, then Dame Lou. Like that's good company. You know, Damien is no joke. And so I feel like he's just really, really hating on Damien. I don't know if it's about the phone call, him calling out Damien, but – he need to leave Damien alone, bro. Because if he keeps on doing that, the Lakers might lose. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that, man. I don't think they have anyone to guard AD or LeBron. I don't think that those guys oh are scared, scared of them at all. But yeah, yeah, like, and you know, I would guess, like, I would say that, like, Damien has been hasn't been like injured or stuff like that. But you know, I mean, a bunch of their guys have been injured this year, man. Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins, pretty much, their like starting front court has been injured for like the entire year. They weren't playing like this entire year until the bubble, pretty much. CJ McCollum apparently is playing on a broken back right now which you know i feel like cj gets a little underrated just because yeah, you know everyone loves damien so much but yeah i mean cj mccollum is playing on like a broken back or something i think we need to give him props for that he's like you know playing that's like some heart of a warrior type shit right there if you're playing with like a broken yeah. lower back or something man so yeah yeah i mean that team i don't know still has a spotty record i think in terms of injuries or whatever but yeah damien is like i think the type of like superstar and i think definitely cemented his case as like a hall of famer for sure even even if he oh, doesn't yeah. win like a championship yeah, or an mvp ever i think he's definitely cemented his case as, as an hall of fame type of player but yeah I think, he's literally dragged his team like yeah kicking yeah, and sure. screaming for he sure. has i mean he has yeah, I think that Damian is just kind of on a mission right now. And, yeah, I feel like the Suns and the Blazers would be the most fun to see in the, uh, what do you call this, uh, in the uh, play-in, play-in match or play whatever the, for the 8th seed. Yeah, but, yeah. Two MVPs of yeah, the bubble. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be crazy. That'd be fun. And they play the same position? Yeah, 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 it would be fun for sure. But, yeah, I just think that, um, you know, the, the Grizzlies obviously have, like, pretty much, like, a good thing on everyone. Plus, I think Giannis is suspended because he headbutted uh, Mo Wagner from the Wizards he in did. the last game. He did. Yeah, yeah. I love when Dark Giannis shows up sometimes. I enjoy I enjoy that stuff. But, yeah, he... What was he, that about? He, I don't know, man. I think he just got pissed off at something. But, yeah, do you remember in that one game where he, like, basically, like, threw a guy into, like, where he basically, like, hip-checked a guy into the stands or something like that? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, ago, I mean, yeah. you know I what? Enjoyed I, stuff like that from Giannis, but yeah, he's I, suspended. I literally, I the coach from the Buck, mm. the the Grizzlies, was like the lead assistant from the guy from the coach from the Bucks. So I think the Bucks are pretty much just gonna take it easy because to help their guy pretty much and help them get into the playoffs. I think that the Bucks are pretty much gonna be like, whatever, you guys can win this since you know we already have the number one seed locked up and it doesn't really matter to us. But yeah, I think the most likely scenario is the Grizzlies and the Blazers. But yeah, I think that the Suns and the Blazers would be the most fun for sure. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. I, you know, for one thing, I know the head was about Giannis is not from America. He's from, you know, Greece. 
And so, you know, soccer, they do a whole lot of headbutts when they get frustrated. So that's, you know, normal. But man, the, I know the one game you're talking about. They don't do a lot of headbutts in soccer, man. <laughs> you're talking about one game from the World Cup, man. That's like basically like the most famous like soccer. It happened. You're like, you know, soccer people in soccer do that all the time. No, man, that's like a one-time thing that happened. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's every time. But but yeah. yeah, what I was saying was is that um, Giannis wasn't going to play that game anyway. You and me both know that. Yeah, and for sure, gonna, man. They, yeah, they was gonna get. Uh huh. What yeah. was gonna say? No, no. I was just saying that. Like, yeah, I think they were planning to take it easy that game and just give like their guy like the win that game so he can get into the playoffs basically. But yeah. but I was I mean I was ragging about the Wizards, but you know what? They did something actually entertaining. They got Giannis out of his comfort zone, and Giannis did something that we did not expect. So you know you know, besides the Wizards being utterly the worst team in the bubble. Not having a reason to actually be there, but because there are no whack East, you know, they finally did something that was worth something. And, you know, I, you know, I give a standing ovation to that because, you know what, I didn't believe in them. You know, you and me both didn't believe in them. I was, you know what, did thank they, you. Did they win me. last night? No, they lost. Yeah, then who cares then, man? They got into Giannis's <laughs> head. I mean, I guess you can do that. You know, you can talk about how much you love Albania or something like that. He's Greek. He's not yeah. going to like that. Um, You know, you can talk to him about how his son's name is, like, too Irish or something. You know, he's a Greek guy who married, like, an American woman. I think he's, like, I don't know if he married her or if she's his girlfriend or whatever. And they named their son Liam Charles Antetokounmpo, which is, like, the most Irish-sounding name I think I've ever heard. Liam <laughs> Charles is, like, very Irish-sounding name. But, yeah. I don't know. They can talk to him about that, I guess. Try to get him pissed off and get him out of the game or whatever. I mean, that could be a certain strategy or whatever, I guess. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just think that the Bucks are pretty much going to rip through the East this year. I don't think that there's anyone that's going to stop. Them. I'm, I, you, you know my pick. Don't say that, Prashanta. I mean, you yeah, know I know that. your pick, but I disagree with it, man. I don't think that the Celtics have like. What They're it takes looking to go nice. The Bucks this year, man. Okay, I'm saying the Bucks are looking a little soft a little bit. They're looking like they have some weaknesses. I mean, the Bucks pretty much have it locked up, and they don't need to, like, go that hard. That's what I think, man. I just don't <laughs> think that they're – I think that they're just not going that hard because they want to conserve their energy for the uh, playoffs and stuff like that. Okay, well, we'll see. When my, when Boston wins the championship this year, like, uh, you know, Prashanta's going to have to, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We have to bet something, but yeah, I yeah. feel Boston's going to do know. it. I mean, I feel like I'm not as confident as you to say one team. I, mean, I feel like it's going to be the Clippers, but the Clippers, I feel like, are so inconsistent that I don't know whether they're going to be like that thing or not, whether they're actually going to get to that level or not. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think that in the East, especially, the Bucks are too ahead of everyone to uh, – well, well, you well, the you know what? I'm more of the kind of like crazy one when it comes down to the sports. I'll say something that I feel, you know, sometimes is because I feel like they will. And, you know, you're the numbers guy. Give me one prediction that you could like, I, we could lock you down to. I want one prediction, just one that we could lock you down to. Give me one for the playoffs. It better not be one, soft either. One prediction? Yeah. It better not be soft or something. You have to give me like an outlandish prediction that you feel from your heart like it can't be from your brain it has to be from your heart from my heart well i don't know man from my heart i feel like i feel like potentially boston has the uh, no not anymore but like i feel like from my heart i feel like toronto has the potential to maybe even defend their title this year that's what i think that's why i'm not saying that it's a prediction or anything like that I, i'm not gonna go that far but yeah i want to lock you down to something so you're gonna say toronto will make it to the finals yeah i think of any team in the east i'll say toronto has the strongest possibility to beat the bucks i would say that's Damn, there we go. Finally. To beat the Bucks. Because I just think that they have an awesome coach. We, you know, we've been sucking they off. They do. We've he, been sucking off really Nick a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, yeah, because he, he is a very good coach. And, yeah, he he's, good. he's good. And uh, I think they have great players and Pascal Siakam, um, you know, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, all that stuff. So, yeah, I think they have good players. I think they have a good coach. And I think that they have that championship pedigree, obviously, from last year. So, yeah, you know, I think that they have the strongest potential, I think, of every, anyone to beat the Bucks. And, you know, once they get into the finals in this weird bubble type of environment, who knows what could happen. Maybe they even challenge exactly. to win. So, yeah, if you want a crazy – my – Potentially crazy thing is that the 
Bucks could and the Raptors could potentially go to the finals. I guess I don't know. That's good. Okay, I got Celtics winning, and I predict that the nope. I'm not saying that. That's too crazy. You want the, so, you're, you you so want to say that LeBron is going to choke and get out in the first. Round. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was no, 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 no. For one thing, the one thing about LeBron now, and I told you guys, I don't think of him as like a goat or like that. But I feel like he's one of the greatest players of all time. His jump shot has been consistent. He's an all-around player now. There's yeah, no I mean, he's just gotten old, and that. he can't get to the basket as much, as like well as he used so he had to develop. So he had to develop that game pretty much. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, but I don't feel like he's gonna choke. But I do feel like if for them to actually take it all the way, it has to be Anthony Davis. Yeah, in charge. yeah, it's got to be Anthony. It's got to be on Anthony Davis's back pretty much. And you know, he hasn't shown that in the playoffs yet. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the NBA. I mean, these games are really. I mean. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's about because I watched the Drew League. You know what I'm saying? I watched the summer games, and it gives me that feel where it's always like 121 to like 120, and it's always taken to the last shot. Like these are the Drew games. You guys need to watch more sports other than this. You know, when it's summertime, and you guys feel like sports is over. Just go to like a Drew League, watch it on YouTube. Like these games are crazy. Like you would know. I mean, the only, I guess my biggest. Dis- I mean, I think Houston. You know. Westbrook is injured. Let's hope that he comes back because that's the only thing James Harden has on his, you know, that could do because, you know, we, we know how we feel about James Harden. Even even though he's a Drew King right now because Kobe retired and Kobe doesn't do it no more, I don't feel like James Harden. I feel like he's just going to throw up like 18 missed threes for a game or so. I don't know. Something about him. It's just, especially with that hairline and the haircut. I know that's just weird, but his swag is just not there. Like, it's just not there. I, I don't see, I don't see that that step back. You you remember when he was practicing that, like, that, like, one-legged, like, three-pointer all going backwards, that dirt kind of shot? I haven't seen that in the, in, in the, in the bubble at all. I, I, he looks fat. You know, a lot of them look fat now. You know, all these pictures on Instagram and whatever, whatever was just like photoshopped or like just like the right lining hit them because all these, you know, these players that actually had these photos look fat. And so, you know, I don't know. And that's the reason why probably Dame Lillard and <laughs> Devin Booker's the MVPs right now because they stayed in shape. Um, I think um, it's just a lot. <sighs> um, yeah, goodness, speaking goodness. of being out of shape and looking kind of fat, I mean, Zion, man, Zion. Oh, my God, I knew you was going to go there. <laughs> you got to talk about Zion, man, especially because, especially because, let me say, I said that John Morant was the rookie of the year, and you said Zion. Here we go. I've been proven right. Go. I've been proven right in the bubble somewhere, man. No Jaron Jackson. Jaw is still, like, you know, Jaw is still balling out in the bubble, but Zion, man. Zion, but Zion has been, like, he's been scoring and all that stuff, but, yeah, on defense and stuff like that, his athleticism, it looks diminished for sure, man. I mean, I feel like he, yeah. he needs to get back in shape or he needs to get healthy or something, man, because I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening with him, man. I think, you know, there was, like, a like a sports doctor or something like that who I was reading like an interview that they were doing with him and he was basically saying that Zion basically looks already like he's like like losing like what do you call his athleticism from like a year ago even when he was like an awesome defensive player in college man you remember when he blocked that three-point shot I don't I don't know if it was in the tournament sometime in the season or whatever but yeah he had these awesome plays and like on like defense and stuff like that man and you don't see that as much anymore you don't see that type of like effort from him on defense you don't see that type of like movement from him on defense so yeah man I mean if he's gonna be offensive specialist who plays like 25 minutes a game or something like that that's not what you spend the number one pick on for for man he needs to yes, i don't know man. he needs to get right he needs to get healthy and yeah he needs to get in shape or something man because it's not working right now he needs he needs to talk to charles barkley he needs to talk to charles barkley that's the, i mean you know sir charles Will get him. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have this Zach. I mean, he Charles is nowhere near where Zion. Zion's a freak. You know, he's a freak. I mean, he's. I mean, honestly, if I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with you, he needs to talk to Charles and he needs to talk to LeBron James. You know, he needs to be able. You know, he needs to talk to both of them about the condition. There's a reason why LeBron is like conditioned the way he is you know what i'm saying he sits a you know and he's like 260 270 but he doesn't carry it that way he needs to talk to charles he needs to talk to lebron and i feel like he'll be okay but him he's like three he zion about like 305 with a dracula hairline right now he need to get it together bro like honestly (laughs) 
like Zion, bro. Like you more than this. Like I, he probably doesn't believe in the bubble. He probably just was in there just to be in there. Like I don't think he was really serious. He showed all them cuts. Like he's one of those Instagram people too. Like you show all them cuts, bro. You look, you look exactly the opposite of what you showed. What we see on Sports Center and FS1, all these you know channels. Like, see what happened with him was like he had to leave the bubble for like a family emergency type of thing, right? So he was basically away from the game for like two weeks or something. So I don't know if like that affected him in some way but if like two weeks if you can look like completely like basically like destroy your like form and destroy your like um you know how in shape you are over two weeks then there's something seriously concerning with your body man if you're like a professional athlete who can do your do that to yourself in two weeks then that's a serious concern that needs to happen man oh so actually because uh okc won today and houston um and Houston lost. I think that that officially means that Houston and OKC are going to be playing each other in the first round. So yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be a really is, interesting matchup, man. <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul going against James Harden and their rivalry or whatever. You know, Russell Westbrook going against his old team. That's gonna be an interesting matchup, man. I like Billy Donovan's uh, game plan. I really do. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. He's been re- he stepped it up. He this did. Year he sure. did. He showed that he's a coach. I tell you that because. He- Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah, was talking sure. about trading Chris Paul and what they're going to do with Chris Paul, get, like, future round picks, future, future draft picks. And um, Chris Paul, had, they're in the hunt. Like, they look nice. Like, Yeah, they're technically – they technically are in the fourth spot. So, you know, if it was normal, they would be have, like, home court advantage. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. And so – but it would be nice. I feel like, you know, if Russell Westbrook is, like, up to par, it's over. But it, it, it will be a really nice series. I think these series are really – I'm waiting to see who got uh, Dallas. Dallas is no joke. I want to see who got Dallas. You know I love me some Luka. I want to see who got Dallas. <laughs> It looks like it's probably going to be the Clippers, man. It probably looks like it's going to be the Mavericks and the Clippers in the, Ooh, in the that's first gonna be round. Good, I'm gonna really want to see that. That's going to be good, but yeah, the 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 Clippers were able to like throw. You know, that's I think the best thing about the Clippers, and that's why you know, we all talk about how wings are really important. The Clippers, I think, have the best collection of just like wing defenders probably in the league right they now. They do. Just if you they can do. just, they have like four legitimate dudes that you can just throw at anyone. You know, Pat Bev. Uh, Marcus Morris, uh, Paul George, and Kawhi. You know, you throw that guy, you throw those guys at like any wing, and I think those guys are pretty much be able to make life really, really hard for them. So, yeah, man, I think that like, yeah, but Luca is special. Yeah, yeah, Luka for sure, man. But yeah, I think he's gonna that, get yeah, his. They're the team that might be able to give them some fits, man. So yeah, right now it's looking like it's gonna be the Lakers against whoever. Obviously, it's gonna be they have the number one seed sewn up. So Lakers versus whoever. Portland. Wins that gets that eight spot um you know the clippers Portland. versus the the mavs the nuggets versus the jazz and the thunder versus the uh, rockets so yeah that's that should be interesting and then the in the east it looks like the nuggets oh yeah sorry oh, so yeah the the east looks like it's gonna be bucks magic uh raptors nets Celtics, Sixers, and Heat Pacers. So, yeah, we're going to get to see, I don't know, I guess TJ Warren talks shit to Jimmy Butler and score 12 points again and score, like, 12 exactly. points again. Yeah. I, I <laughs> like he did, like, yesterday. Yeah, that was so funny. He's, like, you know, everyone talking about how well he's scoring in the bubble or whatever, and then he, and then as soon as he goes up against Jimmy Butler, who had that, like, weird, like, you know, argument or whatever with, you know, then, like, you know, he immediately, like, completely becomes, like, a shell of himself. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think that that's, like, probably a good team. And, yeah, I think those look like some pretty good matchups. What were you about to say, man, before I was going into the East? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I was going to say the least favorite I'm looking for is probably the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. That's, like, that's like probably my least favorite one to watch yeah, in yeah, the West. Sure. be. Because I feel like whoever they whoever advances, they're losing yeah, in the second round. It's going to be I'm just gonna against, put it out it's there. probably going to be <laughs> against the Clippers. So yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup for sure. But yeah, I think in terms of like the actual games, though, I think that the games and the series itself could be interesting, just because I think those teams are pretty like close together. And yeah, like no, 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 they are, but it's kind of like they're kind of yeah, like the yeah, dead I matches. Guess. And then for and, and then for the East. I guess the most intriguing matchup is probably going to be the Pacers versus uh, the... Um, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, man, said, I don't think any of these matchups are particularly interesting in the East in the first round. 
Oh like, my like god! I'm just telling you, man. Like Bucks and the Magic. I don't think the Magic are doing anything against the Bucks. Raptors Garbage. and the Nets. Like the Nets yeah. have like half their team gone. I don't think that's happening there. Celtics Garbage. and the Sixers. I mean, with Joel and Ben, that would be an interesting series. But yeah, Ben is gone, and Joel has been like in and out of the lineup. So yeah, I don't think that's going to be very much. Garbage. And then, yeah. Yep. Six, so and then Sixers and sorry, Heat and the Pacers. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good matchup. Maybe, That's, it's, know, at maybe, least it's entertaining. Maybe it will be, but like, what was the score yesterday? Let me just confirm the score from yesterday. They're hot and cold. Was it yesterday or was it like another day? Sorry, just checking the score here. I know for sure that like TJ Warren, after talking all that shit, wasn't like doing very much in that game. So yeah, it was one fourteen to ninety two on Monday, man, between the Heat and the Pacers. So if that type of thing continues, then it's not going to be much of a series, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, man. I don't know. I just don't really believe in the Pacers that much, I guess, is what I'm saying. Especially against the Heat, who I think are really good. So, I actually wanted to talk about Jimmy yeah. Butler a little bit, man, because he missed a few games, actually, because basically he wanted to wear a jersey that had no, like, last name or messages on it, because just to say, like, you know, that he's just a normal, he's just, like, like one of many people. And I was like with that, it. And, you know, yeah. make that his message, basically. Yeah. And basically, like, the league didn't allow him to do that. Like, the Heat were fine with it or whatever. And apparently he, like, sat out a few games because, like he basically was like I think I don't know whether the league encouraged him to do that and like cool off or whatever but yeah I just thought it was kind of bullshit that like you know the NBA is talking about oh we want to have these social justice messages or whatever but they're basically saying you know the only messages that you're allowed to share are these like specific corporate messages basically that we're saying you were allowed to share so I don't know man that's why I've been saying that like this corporation isn't going to be like saving anyone or doing anything that's really amazing so yeah what did you think about that when you saw that you know he wasn't playing because of this whole thing with his jersey and stuff yeah first off my hats off to jimmy butler for setting for what he believes on what he believes he's like hey if you didn't know who i was you would treat me just like everybody else and i'm with that like jimmy butler you know how i feel like about jimmy like i feel like he's an amazing player he's a you know they think that he's kind of like uh tyrannical with his teammates but you know what he stands for what's right and i'm cool with that i'm you know how i feel about the nba we've talked about this a bevy of times the nba is is they supposed to be they supposed to be progressive they're only progressive because they see black athletes being like the spearhead athletes of like the you know the the, the sh, you know the superstars of the league so they automatically think that is progressive just like what they did you know you know i'm not gonna go into politics i'm not gonna do that tonight but they think that you know because it's a black athlete you know that's spearheading the you know that's a superstar of the face of the league automatically makes them progressive that doesn't make them progressive it just means that the black athlete is just the head of the league that's just what it is he is in a position but as i do the nba has been slacking i'm mad i'm, I'm not mad at nascar but that nascar has been slacking a little bit you know the WNBA takes it on my part you know for the in the best association that's doing something but i'm you know jamie why does it matter nobody knows the names like i think there's like and, and this is not no knock against any of my European players, any of the players that want to say things in their language, you know, because that means the difference where they're at, because there's there's racism everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So if they had any, well, Jimmy, we won't know what you're saying or the names. Like, doesn't matter. I don't know what, like, Luka Doncic is saying, unless he, you know, unless they're from this country, but we know he's saying something right. So that's all that matters. And I feel like the NBA... I think Adam Silver could have been better with that. And I think that's why, you know, that's what LeBron did. You know, you know, I'm all about LeBron when it comes down to like civil rights and social activism and, you know, him being a philanthropist. Like he was like, I don't want to wear, I'd rather just wear my name because I'd rather not have you guys tell me what I could say about what I feel about the situation. And I'm, I'm with it on that one. I'm all about Jimmy Butler standing for it and sitting out. You know, sitting out of a game because he couldn't do it, you know, very happy about that. But he was still committed to his teammates, but he still let everybody know how he felt about it. You know, hats off to Jimmy Butler, bro. But how do you feel? Yeah, I agree with you basically completely there, man. I think, yeah, the NBA, I think, and I agree with you with what you're saying about LeBron and like, you know, him basically saying that if I can't wear like the type of message that I want, I'd rather just wear my own last name. Because, yeah, I don't think that these messages approved by like the NBA or Nike or whatever or like anything that's really going to change society, right? I think Black Lives Matter by itself is like a good message it's a good thing or whatever but it's like a very basic thing to say right i think any norm is basic yeah, now it's popular yeah, it's to popular say. or basic to say now right like if mitt romney can march in a black lives matter march or whatever then that means that it's like <laughs> 
that means that it's like mainstream, right? That it's like normalized. Yeah, and like right. People agree with it, right? And yeah, I, and I think that that basically means that it's like acceptable to people and it's mainstream. And that means that we should push further than that. And we should say like how black, how we can actually tangibly work towards that in different ways, whether it's defunding the police, whether it's disarming the police, whatever your specific, whatever your desired method for that is, whatever. But yeah, I think that there's all sorts of different like actions to take and yeah i think that the nba is basically like doing what any corporation is doing and doing like basically that the mere minimum they can do while still making money for themselves and stuff like that so yeah 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 it's 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 really stupid i you know and and you know i i'm at a crossroads you know i'm not i'm at a cross i know where the hell i stand with this whole you know aspect of like Stephen a and whatever, whatever i agree with him with this i feel like there's too much symbolic gestures no action there's no action. Like, I feel like everything's, you know, wherever people want to say it or not, things have kind of like simmered down. Like, unless you're like hardcore in the movement and you have like a subscription to grassroots or, you know, you, you watch Karen's Going Wild on Instagram or something to that nature, you really are not, you know, everything like simmered down. Like, I even watched, and this is crazy. I got, you know, my, my daughter watched Nickelodeon, you know, and, you know, even some of the, like, the stars, like JoJo, uh, off of, like, I don't know where she's off of, but she pulled out the Black Lives, Black Lives Matters, like, commercial. There's just, like, certain things that I'm seeing that's kind of like, and, you know, I was really, really skeptical about that. I was like, you know, once sports come, gets more involved, things start dimming down. And I feel like it's that's what it is. Brianna Taylor, I'm gonna say her name again. Brianna Taylor, she still has not got justice for her murders. I feel like people are still. I feel like they're just disregarding it. And that gonna segue me. That's gonna that's a segue to what I want to talk about. Either should I talk? I mean, I really want to talk about. It, but I want to know what you think. Should I go first or you go first? Because you know how I feel about this situation. I'm a, I'm gonna talk about Jerry Jones and Stephen A. Smith. So she. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead with that, man. I'll just come off it because I know that you're feeling really passionate about it for sure. So I'll let you. I'll let you do your thing, man. Go. Ahead. I I am I am I'm feeling really passionate about it, and so I'm gonna give my you know my Dexter you know steroids are good podcast. Fuck you to Jerry Jones. Fuck you, Jerry Jones. Because I'm gonna say the, because uh, the, uh, the steroids are good. Side effects: deflated nuts of the week goes to Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fuck you, George. The thing about it is he took so long to have a, you know, he I mean, at least he was brave enough to give out a statement, you know, to uh in public to actually office where it's not just off of a tweet or whatever or a national like scripted whatever, whatever, but I feel like it was still scripted. And then when he came out with it, he literally he legitimately said something about, oh, blah blah blah, you know, uh I'm gonna handle this for grace and we're gonna understand our players. So he didn't recognize the Black Lives Matter movement or, you know, any type of minorities that are being being you know afflicted or affected by social injustice and you know just economic like you know racism he didn't identify that none whatsoever but he made sure that he appeased the other side by saying hey but i also want to make sure i don't you know you know make the other side that are sensitive to you know the flag be uh you know i I don't want to offend them for a it was never about the flag so why did he bring it back to that for one thing second of all why did you not directly say hey i feel terrible you know my players are telling me about this george floyd matters brianna taylor matters you know fidel uh fidel castro man like these like the castell matters like these people in in these and just anything he could have said something way more but and and i hated I, I can't I can't say no. I hate it that when I watch it on first take and, I, and you know, Matt's is really good. Matt's Kellum is really good. Kellum is really good for like, you know, standing up for like these things. And he was like, oh, he's playing it down the middle, playing it down the middle. When he said that, I was always with Matt's. But for that time with Matt's, I was like, no, Matt's, you're just falling into what ESPN and Disney's telling you. Stephen A., I'm really disappointed in you because you were the main one that kept chirping and kept chirping and kept chirping and kept chirping and kept talking about, oh, Jerry Jones needs to say something. Jerry Jones needs to say something. He needs to say something. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to let it go. Yet, 
And everybody knew you wasn't about that, Stephen A, because then he came out and said something. What's the first thing you did? Oh, those yachts. Before he even said it, oh, I like the yachts. I like the yacht he brought me on and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to get on the phone. When you going to get on when he talked about it. like, oh, well, at least he said something. At least he said something. That's all I care about. He's so outspoken about this. At least he said something. That's all I care about. Okay, with well, Stephen, it's not should be all something that you care about. You should care about him saying the, the right thing, not just anything. If it mattered to you, and so I guess I it really, really, really rubbed me the wrong way. How Jerry Jones addressed basically he was telling uh, you know, and I'm not usually a nitpicker about what people say with their words, but this was very, very like important. And so you had three to four months to say something about this, and you're going to say, oh, we're going to sit there and try to understand our players. You're not going to sit there and try to say we. Uh, are going to, we're going to work to try to understand the economic, the systematically oppressed. We're not going to sit there and work in conjunction with the Black Lives Matter movement. We're not going to work in conjunction with minorities at, uh, you know, it's just in general. You're going to sit there and say, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to understand our players because, you know, there are our cash cows. You know, they're the ones that we should somewhat pay attention to because if we lose them, our money goes away. But then you're going to sit there and say, oh, but we want to make sure to the people that are sensitive about our flag about our flag that we that I sat there in 2016 and made my black quarterback stand up and not kneel and the time that we didn't know we all kneel for about five seconds and you know we were just trying to just go with the quota because it was safe to do it and then they're going to sit there and be like oh Jerry Jones going to say something you know why he says something now is because everything that's going on with this movement has watered down and it has been diluted that's what happened. So he feels like he can sit there and say, oh, well, we don't want to be sensitive about the flag. Drew Brees said something about the flag a couple months ago, and he got he got crucified. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drew Brees is still recovering from this. Jerry Jones says some months and months later after sports is back, and he's like, oh, yeah, we want to respect those that are sensitive to the flag. It had nothing to do with the flag. We wasn't even talking about kneeling. The reason why they were talking about, the reason why they want to hear from Jerry Jones, like, hey, the NFL even uh, issued out an apology. They issue by saying, you know, we was wrong. The commissioner, Godell, he was like, hey, we was wrong. This person said we was wrong. You know, we should have sat there and paid him more attention. We was wrong about our actions. Jerry Jones didn't say, hey, I apologize for 2016. I apologize for this and this and that. I shouldn't have went this way. We're going to, in, our, in Dallas, in the Dallas, Texas organization, we're going to do everything that we can in our power to make sure that we invoke social change. That's what I want to hear from Jerry Jones. But guess what? He did not do that. He sat there and didn't even play both sides. He basically wanted to sit there and play onto the people that are not as intelligent, that would catch on to his words, to be like, oh, okay, well, he addressed something about the players, so let's go ahead and watch football. And he made sure that he had his supporters and his backers to sit there and still stand by fuck jerry jones that's why i got the fuck to say about jerry jones what about you <laughs> yeah pretty much agreed with that man and you know the really disappointing thing is that ultimately like you want football to be like you know in all sports basically to be like a distraction from stuff right you want to have fun with it and enjoy it and the cowboys are such going to be such an enjoyable team i think this year especially with like everson griffin and all that stuff you know i wish that like some other guy owned them or you know they weren't the dallas cowboys they were some other team just because you know they are rivals of the giants and stuff like that but yeah man i mean yeah it's just weird that this yeah, yeah you know that this team which i think is going to be really fun and really exciting and i think really good next year is going to all of a sudden be is going to be not all of a sudden but yeah be owned by this guy who's like pretty much had like bad stances on this movement for like years now and you know like you said made his players like stand and all that stuff and has been <coughs> having these really poor thoughts for like a while now so yeah i think it just kind of sucks man and yeah i think it sucks that steven is just like oh yeah he made a comment so who cares but yeah ultimately like i was saying before i think steven a is just like skip and that they'll just say whatever pretty much because they're just like trolls and you know they're pretty it's it's like wwe man it's like wwe without the fighting men is all what all those debate shows are pretty much which is why you know yeah. the only good debate or sports entertainment show that you should be listening to is steroids are good because stores are steroids are great yeah that's what i was gonna say because we don't have any sponsors oh, by the way that, steroids are oh, good yeah, our uh, steroids are good 
uh, you know, good side effects, big biceps of the week go to DeAndre Ayton, who started his year off by getting suspended for steroids or something like that. So, yeah, yes, that's, our, sir. that's our guy. We have to ride yes, for our sir. guy, DeAndre Ayton. You know, he's gotten a lot better this year. Yeah. Maybe he has to do with steroids. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Who are we to say? But, yeah, he's gotten better this year. And, I don't know. Well, we're going to say that it's because of steroids, because the steroids are good. And our uh, deflated nuts of the week, uh, bad side effects of steroids, goes to Jerry Jones. So, yeah. Definitely Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones Stephen A. Smith, I guess, can share it, and they have one. Stephen A. Yeah, they can share it. They, since they, they got since they hold each other's side. They got one. You know, that's how they, they got one deflated yeah. nut, nut each, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, hey, hey. Honestly, Stephen A. You pioneer for a lot of individuals, and I respect you to a certain degree, but my brother you fell short on this one you you really did i i, I didn't like it. I, I guess the only thing about i rather that steve St- i rather that Stephen a had not said anything about jerry jones than sit there and try to call him out on first take like he really was going to grind into him like he was going to write like so many columns about how jerry jones is boo, 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 boo. he's like I, I don't care what he said just as long as he said it like i don't what and then you gonna call people out about symbolic gestures, but then you're gonna sit there and like revert back to like I don't care what yeah. you said, like to a gesture to a gesture that's not even going to be symbolic. <laughs> I mean, if they're not exactly. doing, then it's not even going to be symbolic. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. Or do you have anything else, Dex? Um, Star Wars are good. You yeah. know, Star Wars are good. Look up, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up. I haven't started on the Instagram, you know, but my baby is wearing her Bubba Wallace shirt. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, get more people in. Hopefully, get more diversity in NASCAR. I want more, not just black people. I want Latinos. I want Arabic, Islamic. I want any type of like ethnicity and race inside so then we could all just like it's because honestly the thing about sports and i think we all know about this you know to the avid listeners that don't agree with us but respect us for what you what we say and the people that listen to us and agree with us the thing about sports is it's a competition it's always about the best of the best and if you're sitting there and you know excluding a certain race or a certain ethnicity because of the way they look or the way their color skin is or the way they conduct themselves it doesn't mean you're the best of the best it means that you're sitting there and just dealing with the competition that was laid in front of you and that's why people don't respect babe ruth so sorry i put it out there <laughs> so hot take babe ruth was just All a product right, of I his environment the Boom. okay babe ruth was overrated so yeah i think that's another good episode from us guys uh, so yeah uh, please rate us on iTunes. Uh, you know, subscribe, all that stuff. Subscribe, Comment, subscribe. Share, share with your friends, all that stuff. Our email is steroidsaregoodpodcast at gmail. Look out for us on YouTube. Yeah, we're we're be coming starting soon. YouTube sometime soon. We're coming you know, soon we on need YouTube. To figure out details on that, but yeah, we'd like to start that soon. So yeah, you know, emails to steroidsaregoodpodcast at gmail at gmail You want to send us, you know, comments, you know, suggestions for the show, you know, general questions. You know, it can be questions outside of sports too. You know, besides the bubble, things are pretty slow in other sports because you know we haven't been really caring about baseball too much to be honest so yeah um you know you have other questions yeah. about stuff outside of sports then we are we're free to you know we'll be happy to answer those too as long as they're not like too personal or whatever i guess oh oh, oh wait wait one more hey one hey one more thing the wnba y'all y'all go ahead wnba big ups to you guys shout out to you guys you amazing basketball amazing stances i don't want to let a, a episode go without really they're playing high quality basketball so shouts out to the wnba i just wanted to put that out there yeah shout out to candace parker too in the oh amazing she's balling out she's balling out in in the w commentary and she's still doing commentary for like, you know oh, wow really too, so, it's yeah. crazy yeah she's doing that she's she's juggling all sorts go of ahead stuff. candace go ahead candace parker you're doing amazing yeah yeah good for her so yeah um that's pretty much it for this week guys so we'll talk to you next week bye thank you